0: All right,
1: it is the sixth of January. Welcome to Dick and Skippy in the mornings here on Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting live on Conros FM Lone Star dot com and Facebook dot com slash Dick and Skippy. It's our year in review show. It is the sixth, so it gave us enough time to think about what we want to do. I mean, I know Sean had plenty of time to think about it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, welcome to today's program. Hanging out in the studio in downtown Conroe, Texas, at the LSCR studios. Today's show is brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Uh, You can always call them at 832-689-7. Oh, I went away. Uh, There's a phone number in the description for our great sponsor, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. They do all the office cleaning stuff in Montgomery County, so if you need them, you'll find their contact information below. And then of course C three the woodlands they do all your copywriting editing video work and all that kind of stuff, uh, but yeah, let's start the show. We're a little late, so we got a uh, Sean. Um, tis I. Tis you. Uh, you know, we're trying to be here every Monday Wednesday Friday, but we also Sean has another job. If people didn't know that, so he's obligations to paying customers, not not the fans. He doesn't care about the fans. Not if the
0: fans want to start paying me, it's a win-win. Yeah. Win.
1: That's yeah, we gotta we gotta work that out. <laughs> but uh but yeah, so we're here hanging out in the studio all the way till eleven o'clock. No guests today. Uh so if you wanna be our special guest, just tune in on Facebook.com slash so stick and skippy. Give us comments. Go. Sean's on the comment uh comment front.
0: I am. I'm gonna say hi, Heba. Uh Hi, Simon and Angie. I know see you guys on. I know there are more listening. It's, it's really weird when we were out near the end of the year for a while. We started getting a lot of messages from people we knew and didn't know. Yeah. Like, where are you guys? And so we realized that, you know, on Facebook, we only see a fraction of, of who's actually listening in. But you guys are the non-silent majority, so we love you. Well, there you go. Well, today's show, the whole concept was to have
1: four segments, every th- segment being 30 minutes, but it being 9.30... <laughs> We can't really do all four, or we segments. can talk real fast. Uh, so, what we're going to try to cover is kind of topics over the uh, last year. So, we're going to do technology, entertainment, politics, and then quality of life. Mm-hmm. So, so, let's kind of review those kind of sectors of what we encountered and experienced and stuff like that in twenty twenty, the COVID, mm-hmm. the COVID year. And let's start with. Let's see. Let's. I'm just going to go for it. Let's start with entertainment uh let's talk about some entertainment that people experienced and if you hear some rattling that is the uncontrollable force of the Crichton theater the mafia over there told me i couldn't dictate when they could work uh they apparently have been not working for you know a whole year on this and they decided to work this week on the Crichton theater so if you hear some, it's rod, personal. I, it, I heard it, them it, talking it, that they wanted to screw with us. Well, it was funny. Is yesterday, Sean? Uh, I heard this little like this. It sounded like this. It was like, <laughs> and I was like, is that Keith over at the brain? i like, that like, what is he working on? That's so like,
0: and it's just on the cusp of hearing. Yeah, just and, enough to be. An and I annoying. went in there
1: and it was so great. Is his mother's in there? holding her ears and she's like it's driving me crazy it won't stop and i go what is that is that like a rodent or something and she's like no that's a Crichton theater all the way over there the vibration so heavy. It, it sometimes have you all noticed the
0: the almost stuff is worse than it's like when it's just on the edge of hearing or when your windshield gets splattered just enough to smear. I'd rather yeah. be full. Speaking of full rain, um, we got some weather to talk about.
1: Yeah, quick. it's uh right now. It's fifty nine degrees in Montgomery County. Uh, we have a high of sixty eight, a low of sixty or forty two. Uh, we do have a big chance of rain coming in the afternoon between 1 and 4. So if you're in the Montgomery County, we're expecting some rain later uh, this afternoon. And those of our, so, our friends
0: in Houston, apparently it's like 100% chance. So batting down the hatches. Yeah. Uh, let's see.
1: You know, we're, we're talking about the year in review, and we're going to start start with entertainment. One thing that I, I my wife and I were chatting about uh, because I kind of— I talked to my wife about the topics we're talking about, and she can give me something back. Mm-hmm. She she made a good point about entertainment. She said she said basically, this was the year that we realized we really didn't need movie stars, uh, mainly because or of, athletes or well our athletes. Yes, very good point. Uh, and it, it's kind of funny because she pointed out like imagine like all the backlash of. Like that Imagine video from Gal Gadot and mm-hmm. those rich people, and then it was just kind of like all of a sudden, no one really cared to go to movies. No one cared if movies were coming out. We have
0: learned that we can go a year without hitting the cinema every weekend.
1: Yeah, well, it's well, not even that. What's interesting is it almost parallels the idea that we're okay with streaming to the point where even if it's crappy, we'll still watch it over than going like really caring about the theater. If that makes sense, I've been
0: finding myself looking for the crappy and, stuff well, just to well. I was thinking about this
1: Do you think that the the mass influx of uh, I would say streaming video movies? So, like, you know how Netflix has their big movies.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like last year, they had a bunch of big movies, but it was on streaming platform. So it's almost like it didn't have its wrecking ball feel, where it's like, have you guys like gone to the theater and seen the new Christopher Nolan movie? And like, have you seen you know that kind of thing? Like, it's just kind of like, oh, he released it. It wasn't a big deal. There wasn't a red carpet. There wasn't like we don't know those things. And it just kind of happened. And then three weeks later, I'm like, oh, cool movie. Mm-hmm. And then I click on it. Uh, and so it's kind of funny. I think our, I think the, the entertainment side is our expectation has shifted. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like the norm is, oh, we're bored. We want. To, we have time to watch something. What do you want to watch? Like, oh, we have genres. Okay. Oh look, there's a new movie with uh, Chris Pratt. Cool. And then like we're not like we're not seeing their day one going. Oh, we got to watch the new Chris Pratt movie on on release day. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of our our expectation changed with entertainment.
0: That's an excellent point, Dick. Uh, I was going to tackle this topic by saying we took a huge step backwards, but in a good way. Oh yeah. Now if you look at like the post apocalyptic movies for the most part, you know the Postman or whatever, they. It's always someone poorly dressed acting on a stage and doing an old, you know, a, a stage version of an old movie. I think Kevin Costner and the Postman's taught doing um, Empire Strikes Back or Hamlet. You know, what I'm saying is, in regards to electronic or mass media, like films or something, with the exception of Wally, where he's got a VHS of, of Hello Dolly that he plays over and over, but it's just to learn how to dance. In reality, that's kind of happened here, too, that movies, cinema-based movies, tended to get larger, the blockbusters. yeah. And streaming opened up, uh, like, what one—what was that one that—oh, well, uh, the Bird Box. Remember that? Yeah. The, that Netflix one where it just uh, broke all records? If you put that in the cinema, it, it would have— you know, played the first weekend and gone away. No one would have cared because if you watch it on streaming, by definition, it can't be a huge grand spectacle. Because people may have big TVs, but sometimes they're just watching it on their phone or their iPad. So you can't have like Batman Returns with with IMAX level stuff.
1: Well, so it, there's a separation. And right? I also think there's a new direction and quality of of visual or vi- video entertainment is TV shows. Mm-hmm. I think the the industry realized, hey, there's still money being made if you make. A nine-part series of a TV show, and you know it's not—it's kind of like the British way where they only make three or four. Well,
0: yeah, it's it's usually in England six or twelve. Yeah, but then with the thirteenth being like the, the or a the seventh or thirteenth being the Christmas special. Yeah,
1: and so it's and I think people's expectations, and that's what people talk about mm-hmm. now. It's like, have you seen this show X Y Z? Kind of like Doom Patrol. Like Doom Patrol to me was a special show because no, I didn't hear anything about it. And I usually read, you know, a little bit about comic books every week. Like, what's going on? I like comic book stuff. But Doom Patrol was one of those, like, everyone kind of just mentioned, oh, hey, you should check it out. Oh, hey, you should check it out. And it wasn't like, it wasn't a big thing. And when I checked it, I was like, dude, this is really good. So I think that's where the entertainment's kind of going now because more people are staying home. And I also think people who are fo- are changing their focus on Spending their money on entertainment, they're they're satisfied with the current subscription they got, and they're do, they're doing other things.
0: And uh, hand in hand with that, let's look at cinemas right now. First off, the first film back, like the only film of twenty twenty, people hated. Tenet. You know it, it bombed. Well, I I don't think I see, I don't think people hated it. I think people
1: like the the. Christopher Nolan makes movies that are only for certain kind of people in my mind.
0: Right, and for them to choose that one for a certain mindset. Now, here's the thing. Without looking... They should
1: have done, like, Step Brothers 2 or something. Exactly. Now, here's my My point. Best Friend's Wedding 2.
0: Cinemas are open right now. Quick, without looking, name me three movies in the cinemas right now. Wonder Woman. Okay. Name me two more. Anyway, that's that's without all, looking.
1: That's all I got.
0: After a year of effectively being shut down, the movies that are there, people should be flocking to. Like, oh my gosh, the cinemas are open. Yeah. But they're nothing movies. Well, they're-
1: I will say, I, ch- I t- the Ticket Stub's getting back together, by the way. Good. After this. And I asked Chris, I was like, how are, how are things going? And Chris just said, hey, like we're open. They're open like three days a week. And he's like, but the issue is till March, that's when they're the big the movies are going to be back in circulation. Because if you remember circulation of movie theater movies, every weekend there was at least one to two movies being released. Mm -hmm. So there's always a constant new movie in the theater every week.
0: The plan was for it to last a week or two and then get out of there and and cycle it through. Really,
1: there's no new movies every week. It might be three movies a month.
0: I think the cinemas are going to have to go back to the way it was when I was a kid where you had the Presidio and they showed Star Wars or The Godfather for like eight weeks or Top Gun or Clue. And that was it. You had three screens maximum. Usually it was a standalone. That, combined with the fact that people are used to being in the comfort of their own home watching movies on their big screen TVs, the cinemas are going to have to bend over backwards to inspire people to come in, which means lower the prices, get recliner seats, valet service, hot meals. It's not, oh you know, 20 bucks for a plate of soggy nachos.
1: Well, this kind of goes with the under entertainment and this kind of quality of life stuff is... You know, at one point we're gonna still have to drift away through the COVID. What do you call it? COVID expectations. So like cleaning and masks and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Like I, at one point we have to. There's gonna be a point where it's like we don't expect everyone to be wearing a mask in HEB, but I don't. I don't see that happening anytime soon. And I think that kind of. Deteriorates anything people do outside. Mm-hmm. Like when I say outside, I'm not saying playing soccer or something. I'm mean, like going out to restaurants and things. Like people are still going to go, well, let's just, you know, there's a, there's a new wave or. You I know,
0: anticipate drive ins having more of a resurgence. We got the showboat out 2920. There's one halfway between here and Dallas. Well, I think people are also finding
1: other stuff to do than go to the movie theater. And
0: that's where I said we took a massive step backwards to like simpler times. I've noticed that, like. Uh oh, sheriff's in town. Uh oh. Board games. You know, I called him to go talk to these people. It's solid choice.
1: You know, maybe, Comer- a, maybe, maybe a
0: badge will change their mind. That's more right. <laughs> badge and a gun and an attitude. But games, are you know, family game nights have, have resurged. And, yeah. you know, there's some, well, some gaming stores. There's Fat Ogre. There's uh Space Cadets. Well, there's uh, Adventure thing, Begins. And they're packed with we, people wanting to play these board games. We can connect this
1: with technology and... That's kind of it's really funny. To hey, see, it's it's really funny to see technology companies go. Oh man, people want to talk to one another, and especially in the video game sense. like when I I've, I grew up playing video games, and I keep an eye on the video games, and it's funny. I noticed, yeah, I've been known to play pong. Yeah, well, not that, but like so. Say pong was in existence, right? It is. <laughs> but then when COVID hit. These companies were like, "Hey, we got to let these people play pong together, one way or another. Mm-hmm. We got to figure it out." Mm-hmm. And so they developed so many different ways. To like, for example, there's a great game that we played remotely with friends that we always usually play locally. It's called Jackbox. And Jackbox originally, I think, was a DVD kind of game. Like, you put the DVD in and you answer questions. But they. Is this like You Don't Know Jack? Yes, it's part of that. Okay. And then what they did is they made more interactive games. And where you do is you visit a website on your phone and your phone became the controller. So everyone, like, it was very simple, No one, it wasn't complicated, and everyone had a controller because most everyone has a phone. And then when COVID hit, what they decided to do is let people stream it. So basically, I could set it up at home, stream it on YouTube or something, and my, my friends in Austin could just go to the YouTube, type in the URL, and they'd be watching my TV, and they'd get their phone out, and we'd be playing together right then and there. And I think a lot of companies are kind of adapting to that way, and it's like, oh, this is how they want to play together, and this is, that's a way to do it.
0: Companies and individuals, uh, you know, obviously, most of you who listen to the show know that I'm heavy into theater, and, and I, I love well, theater's theater. theater's dead. <laughs> Au contraire, mon frere. Uh, it's dead. Even when there was like the total lockdown scenario mm-hmm. happening in Harris County, Many theaters, uh, you know, a couple in particular, there was a wonderful live streamed, zoomed murder mystery, which was a fully, you know, fully realized. Everyone was separate. You know, the only two people who'd be together if they were a married couple in real life or something or father, daughter, they could share the screen. But their characters would always be together. Well, you know, and and one thing I hope, Sean, well, the creativity on that just. You take someone like a theater owner or, or actors and put them together. You got Zoom Shakespeare. You, I you mean, know. were they
1: doing it at the Alley or were they doing it at No like-
0: Alley shut down. Alley had money to burn, so they laid off everybody and said we're out till twenty twenty two. These
1: are the local dinky community theaters. Well, one thing I really hope happens for the theater, and this is me being a patron, patron, not like an actor or anything, is. I do know there's an idea behind royalties. When you do Hello Dolly, like you said in the video VHS, like to me to put it on, I had to pay a royalty.
0: Yeah, to prepay it too. Yeah,
1: and then I have to I have limitations on that royalty. Yes. So with the success of Hamilton on Disney Plus, it makes me hope that someone's actually having a conversation with these with these royalty people, saying like, "Hey, can we at least do one film version of
0: our more, production?" More publishers are doing that. Unfortunately. Uh, there were three publishers, Tams, Widmark, MTI, and Samuel French, and they suddenly conglomerated in something called Concord Theatricals, and so they've got kind of the monopoly. You have Dramatic Publishing, you know, you, you have what, all these other well, ones.
1: Well, like, for you, like, it'd be great, because you streamed at the Woodlands... Uh, right, but it was a show that I wrote, what's so, I'm so saying, a
0: lot so a were. We were you, I gave
1: permission. You, you hope there's a way for smaller theaters like the Crichton Theater, you know, even though they're drilling all the time. And then uh, we got the Owen Theater. Like it'd be nice to see some leeway on these royalty people to lit. Like, hey, you can do one production that you can put up for you know the running of the play and people you can charge. Like, hey, watch, watch Hello Dolly put on by the Players Theater Company for five bucks, mm-hmm. and then.
0: Unfortunately, what doesn't work about that, there are two things. First off, as long as there are the Hamiltons on Disney Plus or on YouTube, those shows must go on, which are Broadway level, you know, multi-million dollar productions with fully professional video services and they're free. Very few people are going to want to spend 20 bucks to sit on their YouTube and watch. A, an amateur production. Of, I think they will. of an, not No, many theaters have tried it, and it's just not working. You'll get your diehard patrons doing it, but also it goes against what theater is all about. The whole point of th- live theater was that there's no screen. There's nothing separating the audience from the action.
1: Yeah, but the, I'm talking about the mentality of COVID people not wanting like you're going to lose patrons just because they don't want to go out for the next year many of those years.
0: people are having problems i, I had to uh, i i've gotten in many a conversation with people saying how dare you put on a live show you're going to kill people i can't believe and you- these are theater owners telling me this so like we're just going to hunker down till well, it's Sean, all over and i know there's a cost effect is uh, like a cost
1: thing with mm-hmm. putting on a production like that and there's also an expectation and the royalties are part of it like because if it was cheap to do, you would do it. But don't forget also
0: so. the amount of money. That's under the expectation that you have. If you have a hundred seat theater, that you fill eighty seats or hundred seats. Yeah. When we're down to thirty percent, like Stageworks theaters at thirty percent capacity right now for those, you know, for yeah. the shows that they had over the holidays and kid shows, that you get one third of the box office revenue coming in, but the publishers still saying you owe. The, the full amount of royalty, so you're losing. I know that's seventy. I wish
1: there was some understanding from these royalty people. Be like, hey, we're gonna waive some stuff. Theater, we're going do We'll segue
0: into more originals or festivals or reviews, and only then will the the big publishers realize that. Well, let's go back to the entertainment. Theater's
1: dead, and <laughs> it's because Sean wants to not agree with me, and he doesn't think of the future of the theater. I want to kill um, people. No, I, no, I think. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm totally serious about you know technology is getting cheaper and putting on a production. I'm not talking like a Hamilton style production. I'm talking like a three camera production, and you just tie in the audio and you have some live switcher there that's switching the cameras, and then you're just get you're getting the stage. You're getting like, and all, all you got to do as a performer is you perform it, and you can even do it in live audience. I wouldn't do it in a live audience. So that way you can control the lighting a little better, and then make it. The purpose is the film version, mm-hmm. and that kind of promotes, you know, hey— And this protects the audiences, right, well, by your definition? Well, it does a lot of things. What it does, one, it gives you another outlet to reach people because social media is a way to reach. And you say, hey, you can watch this video or come see the play. Mm-hmm. You know, those kind of things. And then or if you watch the video, you can just pay 8 bucks for, the, like, everyone in the room can watch it for $8. So it's like you're renting a movie, and mm-hmm. you're supporting your theater, and you're watching your, you know, your friends or whoever perform. And to me, at one point, it's uh, that's just an outlet. That's just an idea, Sean. Oh, it's a, uh, it's a good wanna, idea, but well, also... Sean doesn't want to deal with it because he's bad at well, well, it. Well, I have director. one question for you. Who, who pays for the videography? That's what I'm saying. Like, at one point, technology and companies, it's going to be not that expensive to pay somebody one time to come in there, well, set up. you can have a
0: cheap camera, but if you have an idiot behind it, it's going to be yeah. bad. So that's what I'm saying. It's, well, to is, put something like that on, you have to convince the actors to you know do this you have to pay for videography for videographers for equipment for editing for distribution and if you're if this is no one in the audience this is an extra production that you're not even getting any of the 30 percent of your box office in so and don't forget that's with the assumption you're going to sell out at 30 percent capacity you know if you're I lucky will, you're going to sell 25 percent
1: we're getting the details here i would do it before you you go out before the opening night you then why wouldn't anyone come watch Because people are still going to come watch, but you have 30% capacity. Mm -hmm. So you're going to sell out pretty fast if people come.
0: So it's like it's just another promotion. I tool. see what you're saying, but many of the local theaters have tried the paid for streaming thing, and they knocked it down five bucks, one buck, pay what you want. Oh heck, it's free. It no one wants to pay twenty bucks to it's watch. No one wants to
1: watch it unless
0: it's Hamilton. No or No one wants something. to watch it. No one wants to go to the theater, Sean.
1: Yeah, they do. That's what you're missing out.
0: On. No, we we sold out two success uh, at Stageworks, Works. We had two shows: the kids show and the adult show, sixteen performances each. We didn't sell out each performance. But we did the entire run of both. And, of course, it was incredibly safe. We sterilized. Masks were involved. Social distancing. Well,
1: Sean told me secretly he only wa- he didn't watch one seat because he's like, this is the this is the lottery seat. That's
0: why he, he described it. As That's me. right. It's <laughs> the Russian roulette. Hey, Terry, good to see you. Well,
1: yeah. So outside of that entertainment, I think it, it's, you know, if you talk about the streaming, we talked about, you know, like especially sports. That's one thing I love seeing about sports is on the political side of it is like somehow they're able to convince people that hey we can still play this game and we can pretend it's safe but it's not and then they could say you know it's it's kind of remarkable to me that in a year or two they'll able to see was it cost effective to put on the NBA in the bubble in Orlando. Or was, and the yeah. epilogue
0: to that is a lot of people are saying, they're going, hey, I saved a lot of... Well, didn't make a lot of money, but I saved a lot of money by not paying 100 bucks a football ticket and 50 yeah. bucks for a beer. And you know what? I've found other things to do than go to this... Game. Now, I'm not anti-sports, well, per what's se, gonna, well, what's but happen I'm anti-multi-billionaire
1: so think of, athletes. So think of the NFL like a movie theater. Mm-hmm. So the... The owners make their money off people coming to their theater.
0: Or ad revenue.
1: It's, no, no, no. Ad revenue is split evenly. So you're not going to make more money than you did last year. You are gonna, make, you know what you're making uh, from ad revenue. Gotcha. Okay. As an owner. Gotcha. But the, really how they d- depict their like, hey, I made more money than you last year is when I sell more jerseys, when I have more people come to my stadium, when I have people buying more hot dogs, like that's really the only way they make their money mm-hmm. on top of what they're already making. So I can see if they continue this whole, no one can go into stadiums for a while. Like the owners are going to figure something out. They're going to be like, "Hey, we have to restructure the whole. Tournament. Yeah, they're going to start telling the
0: players. Yeah, you know that ten million. Yeah, it's down to one. Now it's down to hundred thousand. And then the players will get snippy and leave, and we'll get back to brass tacks again. Well, I can't. I can't wait to watch the
1: Super Bowl with no fans. Because I'm gonna, it's gonna, I wonder, it's gonna be
0: right out of a post-apocalyptic movie. Yes, you know the World Series
1: with thirty people in the audience. It's either they're gonna have fans in there because they have the authority to break like change laws, kind of like FIFA can do that, and because you know about FIFA. Yes. So, like when they do the World Cup, they can change the laws, Mm -hmm. and I'm not kidding you. Like, think of they're they're having it at Qatar or Qatar or whatever and then you can drink there now. You can, magically you can drink in Qatar.
0: So, it's amazing.
1: And then same thing with Brazil. They had a law of, like for a while saying you couldn't drink in the stadium, but now the World Cups here we're going to let everyone pee on the on the sidewalk. Like it doesn't matter where the World Cups here. So it's just, I mean I that's the funny thing about sports is now we're seeing that they can get away with a lot more stuff. And they're not it was sad is everyone is holding each other accountable to keep everyone safe but at a sports level it's like it, like for example that one baseball player who tested positive they and then went out and went on the field and like I didn't hear
0: anything more about after that like, like but eventually for every game that's played that someone's being forced to stay at home because of a mandate saying you, you can't you can't go out but you can watch other people go out and have fun sooner or later that person's going to say screw this yeah, well, and I mean, one, we, we
1: saw that in the politics world, right? So, and, then, and
0: it's gonna it's gonna follow with cinemas and and sports. I think I would, combining the two, I think it was Interstellar, that that big movie about them trying to find a new planet or something, where it's the near future and there's a blight all over the world, but they were like having a World Series game, and but it was like at a minor league field with 50 people in the audience. what weirded me out about that? That's what we're
1: going to be at. What weirded me out about that movie is that movie was kind of based on the idea that we're having a hunger issue, like a food issue. And I'm thinking, like, isn't hydroponics really effective?
0: Well, in that movie, it was there was a blight that was hitting particular crops. Yeah, but like... Like, wheat was gone. You couldn't grow wheat anymore anywhere. No, they were growing wheat. It It was corn. They were down to corn. Or whatever.
1: But, like, I feel, I was like, isn't hydroponics kind of... Pretty good at growing stuff. You don't have to be outside. You well, can be that's the inside. beauty of science
0: fiction. You can lay enough of the groundwork so someone can fill in the gaps. What, what caused it? There's this movie called Sunshine where the sun's going out. and They're going to send a probe to drop a nuclear bomb in the sun to reboot it or the core. You can. That's why it's called science fiction All because right. you can play, you, play with the facts. Let's keep it real. Okay. Uh,
1: what was your favorite TV show, movie, or documentary or whatever of 2020?
0: I'm going to have to say okay. Never Surrender, Never Retreat. I think that's what it was. It was a documentary, and I'm usually not a documentary fan, but it was a behind-the-scenes, loving-look documentary at Galaxy Quest. Okay, yeah. How did you see that? It was on Amazon Prime. Oh, cool. And I wasn't expecting the question, and if I thought about it, I would have said, oh, there was this or that. But I'm, I'm telling you, just for sheer feel goods and fun, it the the actors who are left alive, because, you know, um, uh, oh God, what's his name? Alan Cummings, uh, not Alan Cummings. Alec uh, Rickman. Rickman, thank you, uh, passed away. But the actors left behind were going on, oh my gosh, he was so good, or this. You know, there was love in that. It's weird to see, you know, Sigourney, we were saying, I love that show. I would do a sequel in a heartbeat right here, right now. 'Cause usually actors are like, well, I I don't remember it. I'm not Spock. It was just so okay. Remind well, me we of get it. it. We like so it. So that was mine.
1: All right. So what what, what did, about yours?
0: My favorite?
1: Uh that I can like really remember because I can't remember anything anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say <laughs> Doom Patrol is probably my favorite uh surprise. Like that was really good. I enjoyed it. Um
0: You are wearing me down. I will find a way to it's watch fun.
1: it. It was good. And then of course X Files like Star Trek.
0: Okay, but those aren't new. Yeah, I think they had
1: a new season. X-Files had a new season last year. <laughs> I, I couldn't even make it through it. I haven't seen it yet. I'm, I'm re-watching the entire series.
0: When they had the initial re, uh, return, on season and, the, and then the ending, there's a... Shh, don't, s- don't, don't tell me. No, this is the, the previous one where it ends, the final episode ends with a UFO over everyone, and You're about someone's th- dying. What season are we talking about? Ten. 10, I haven't seen that. But 11's the one that they've already finished. Eleven.
1: Yeah, I know. I haven't seen any of the newer ones.
0: Okay, well, I will tell you. Eleven starts off because ten ends on a cliffhanger, and then eleven starts with going. Oh no, that was just a vision on what could have happened. I like that kind of. Style. I hate that. That's what. That's how they got people into back Galactica nineteen eighty. What's the worst? The worst TV or film yeah, or- that
1: you not not that you you had to have seen it. You had to watch
0: the whole thing. Wow, that's a that's a tough one. It's probably one that my wife made me watch, and uh, where I I'm gonna have to think about that one. What about yours? That would be Wonder Woman. Easy.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen it. I came in right at the end of the year too. Like I was like, that was just bad. But outside of that, I mean, I, I, TV shows. I
0: uh,
1: I didn't really watch any like really invest my time in bad TV shows.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I agree, and especially with uh, the eight-season things or something, you know, I would start something. Like, okay, I'm not saying this is the worst thing I saw. Did Game of Thrones
1: end last year?
0: I don't even remember. No one does. That's whole, that's what separates Game of Thrones from a Star Trek. Yeah. There's no there's no staying power. There's no lasting power on it. Yeah. And here's the thing. Last season, of Star Trek stunk also, but the message behind it carried it forward. Game of Thrones was you know the flavor to Crap, It was crap, man. All right, so there's entertainment now. Oh, oh, Austin Powers gold member. There you go. I watched all three Austin Powers movies a, f- a few weeks ago. That was the worst one you've seen? Yeah. It was too in jokey. You know
1: what's funny about those Mike Myers movies is like at the very beginning, it it, it was like it was perfect. His his wave of humor mm-hmm. and storytelling and like it it, it was good. And then as he started making more and more movies, like, if you put all his movies on a timeline, you can see the wave get rockier and rockier.
0: Oh, it's like, it's like uh, uh, um, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler can only carry a streaming movie now. No, I think, no, he did Hidden Gems. I thought that went
1: straight to... No, that went to theaters. That was like, He almost got an Oscar for that stuff, man. Oh, okay. You gotta get with it. Um... But no, if you look at the timeline of Mike Myers' movies, where he plays like a character, uh, it gets progressively a little crazier. I think the
0: love guru was when people said, Mike, Mike, just like, dude, just, just, turn dude. it
1: in. Uh, but yeah, so let's move on to technology. Technology. Uh, one, thing of my favorite, one of my favorite things about technology last year is all the companies who do any type of service had to figure out the COVID stuff, and then everyone just now realized you can do everything with an app. Like, you get your groceries delivered. Mm-hmm. You can, like, meet people online for hookups. And then it's like, or you can get, uh, my favorite was alcohol. Like, all of a sudden, since we couldn't go anywhere to get our alcohol, the state of Texas, like, oh, now you can get it delivered.
0: Like, I passed by a drive-through daiquiri place the yeah, other day. That is, is so, so cool.
1: <laughs> that is so funny to me that all of a sudden you can just, like, oh, because people don't leave their house, we're going to let you get alcohol delivered. And we couldn't do that before. I'm like, man. our country is sometimes so backwards and that like, I think the app thing was really funny because there's a double-edged sword to it and it's already starting to hit because I was reading an article about a California grocery chain firing all their delivery drivers because Grubhub can just do all the deliveries. Mm -hmm. So they don't have to pay and they don't have to have a fleet. It's like, Hey, we'll just let these people on an app handle it and they I can, we don't have to deal with it.
0: Well, fortunately, shortly, the state will be handling all of our food needs, so we don't have to worry about that I don't anymore. believe that at all. I don't believe that at I all. have a confession to make in regard in regards to the the apps on, on phones and stuff for grocery yeah. shopping. Many, many, many years ago, mid-90s, I was an office manager for a... It wasn't a headhunting agency. What it was, it was a, an office for displaced executives looking for new jobs. We're talking high-level executives, and... So it gave them their own little office suite, their own dedicated phone line. Are they babies? Well, no. It was uh, that way they could come into work, come into the office, and I'd be the office manager slash receptionist. So someone coming, yeah, so I'm looking for Mister Smith. You know, if that line would ring, hello, Mister Smith's office. You know that kind of so stuff. You're lying to people. No, it was his office. He he, he rented it mm-hmm. and it had resources. But one of the guys who I think had been high up in. Randall's or something. He was a high-level executive. He was between jobs. And he came up with this concept for people could call in a hotline to a Kroger or Randall's or whatever and say, I want a loaf of bread, basically what the apps are doing, and that then they'd get delivered. And I told him, I was very vocal about, that's not going to work. People want to squeeze the charm, in they are no, wrong, John. I was flat out bang wrong on that. But here's the thing. In the 90s, I, I think I was right. People wanted, you know, it was a social thing. You go, remember, we used to have date night to grocery stores in that time period. Yes. Kroger would have Tuesday night date night. we singles night. Uh, they'd have live music playing in the, in the produce section. I'm not joking. And so, back then, people want to check the expiration date. They want to thump the melon. They, you know, they want to make sure the can's not dented. But now, because of the enforced, you know, stay home or die, or however you want to phrase it, because it became kind of a necessity, people I like are the embracing. Stay home or it. die. Stay home or die.
1: Wouldn't to do that with voting? Vote or die, or vote. You don't
0: need to learn to live with COVID. You need to learn to die with COVID. Joe Biden, presidential campaign debate. Does that really say that? He absolutely said That's that.
1: Gross. Um, but yeah, I think the, the double edged sword has hit us and now people are either losing their jobs or getting new jobs or, you know, with the whole app thing. I haven't really, I haven't really used a lot of apps because my wife takes care of everything and that tells you <laughs> a lot about me. Uh, she knows how to use those apps and I, I kind of like, what's funny is we had this conversation with my wife, uh, last week cause we go, I go grocery shopping, but like I literally get the same thing every time. So it's, like, I probably eat seven different types of meals. And, then like, they are on a scale of, like, how much time do I have prep work? Right. So, like, I'm I, can, with you. I can make a five-course meal, but I'm never going to make that unless my wife, like, really wants me to. So, that like, I rarely get those items. Mm-hmm. But I'll get the items that I know, like, hey, this, I need to eat healthy this week or I need to eat, you know, whatever. And then I always have, like, the backups, like the PB&J. But I have a certain type of strawberry I like, a certain type of peanut butter I like, yeah, I a sure. certain type of bread. And, like, and I'll... And I guess this is like bachelor living and that's how I work. Absolutely. And so when she gets frustrated with me, when I go to the store and I only get like things that she, oh, I'm not going to lie. She says she likes this food. So she gets mad at me when she, I buy food that she likes. I was like, that's kind of <laughs> crap, you know, <laughs> it's crap. But, uh, but, but she started going like, we need to have, you know, like, you know, we have to have two sides. I'm like, eh, not really. We don't need two sides. Like, and
0: I got gotcha. I so
1: I don't, I don't, you. I know, shop. I don't use the apps. I think it's great because I don't... The thing I will say about the, the app stuff is it fits your lifestyle if you need it to be. It's there if and, you need it. Absolutely. And I think that's really cool. And I, I hope... Because we don't have children yet. And I was like, this is going to be one of the most valuable things. Is we don't have to take children. It's good it's, to have that option. Because that's one of my anxieties. But anxiety. as the if world reads, See, that's my anxiety enters. of children... Having children, Sean, is I don't want to bring them anywhere. Like, I don't want to bring them into restaurants because I've been in restaurants where kids are are unruly. And I'm like, I don't want to deal with this crap. Don't want to go to the movie theater. Don't want to go to the grocery store with them. The only place I'll take them is maybe like a play date. Or, like, they're actually. Well, you take them to a restaurant that's kid friendly. No, I wouldn't. I, I go, I told Holly, like, we're never eating out. You I don't will. Wanna, you,
0: I, your mind will change. I got 10 no, bucks. Listen, no. you will. I'm so, There will come a night where it's like, we got to get out of this house. I don't care where we go. We're taking the kids. Yeah, we're, we're going gonna, to Denny's. Yeah, we'll go to Denny's. I'll just drop them off at my mom's house or something like that. There'll come a point where your mom's like, you take the little sunshine. I'll drop with them you. off at your house. <laughs> Uncle Skippy will spoil them right. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, if I really need to get out of the house,
1: do you think I really need to get out of the house with the kids? No.
0: And I grocery shop pretty much European style where I I go to the grocery store two, three times a week. And I only buy the stuff that we absolutely need or is on sale. You know, I'll hit the clearance bin of the the meat and say, hey, honey, guess what? We're having pork chops tonight because I found, you know, two thick pork chops for two bucks because it's got to get cooked tonight or else. Or you know, I'm cute. I'm Mister Coupon. Or else, I, I'm Mister Coupon. I'm Mister the the app code and stuff like that. And uh, to me, it's I enjoy doing that. It's kind of like a game for me. Let me ask you something.
1: Is it laughable about the global takeover of
0: Amazon? No, it's it's. Uh, here's the thing. Amazon, much like uh, the. What we we're talking about—the the delivery of groceries—it's yeah. good to have it if you need it, but Amazon has positioned itself to be the one-stop shop for everything you need at the expense of local businesses. Now, yeah, I'm
1: like I'm saying, it's laughable because it's like we see it coming. It's we not know. laughable, shudderable.
0: Because we're, nah,
1: you got to find the many got-
0: people who've been going, "Yay, we want this. We want one payer system. We want one government. We want the other party. Whatever." They're going to wake up one day and go, "Oh, wait." I got to pay these prices now. I can't. I don't have a choice. I can't go to the local grocers because they've all been bought out. Or, you know, basically, pretty soon, if this continues, the only grocery store that's going to be left is going to be uh, Whole Foods because no, they're tied in no, with Amazon.
1: That's when you convert to Judaism and move in with the uh, the Hasidic people over in their own towns. Or you can do Amish things. I got the look,
0: man. I got the Hasidic look. You could look do the or, Amish thing. Amish thing? Drive a buggy? Well, they, they kind of control their own town.
1: A little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit. I know there's some Jewish towns that are like pure Jewish towns where like. I like to much.
0: tell people that I'm I'm Amish, but that I'm in my 40th year of Rumspringa. You think they'll take you? No, I, I no, you show up They absolutely there? would not. I'm like no. I think they would. Oh no, I I, I dig. I love the Amish. I, I really do. They they rock. But I uh, just I'd be in a permanent state of like, Rumspringa. That thing where you go out and party it yeah. up. It's like, why are you to get it out of your child? system? Like, yeah, oh, I'm in year 40 of that. I'm
1: tired for overpaying for cabbage. <laughs> I want to grow my own cabbage.
0: Yeah, that's why I support local. When even if it's a, a chain local, like a you know a, a McDonald's or something, it's still a franchise with local employees and local business owners for the most part. So wherever humanly possible, and my pocketbook cries at me when I do that because there are cheaper alternatives. Well, I
1: think the only way you're going to be able to support local in the long term is move to a small town. Because when there's when like especially when the Taco Conroe, there's just nothing there's no stopping it. It's gonna happen because of just the amount of influence and power or money these companies have. It's gonna happen. And I think that's just part of the way progress works in our society. I mean that's just the way it is.
0: Progress should be
1: like are you to, ta- are you saying that Amazon should be shut
0: down? Nope. But it should be regulated. But how? How would you regulate Amazon? What are they doing? There are antitrust so... laws. There's monopoly laws. But how? What are they doing that's so bad? I'm they're knocking
1: out competition. Because they sell stuff online?
0: Yeah. There, there comes a point. That's why we have
1: the FTC. So what are you saying? Like you don't want Amazon to sell stuff online? Like how would you stop Amazon from being antitrust or whatever you're telling me?
0: About breaking down smaller companies like Ma Bell
1: happened. So you're saying they're going to have 10 smaller companies still beating out local yeah. people. Yeah.
0: Because that way, it's no longer a one stop shop. It's a 10 stop shop, in which case, well, it's not as convenient So, to do that. So I may as well I don't go know. buy know. How local. would it not be as convenient? No. If you're and, just going and also, to another website. Or if you break it up, no one can hope to compete against Amazon right now. There's just no way. I don't think so you can. break it down and allow competition no, to come we're in. That's what fair trade laws no. are all
1: about. So, smaller, small companies can't compete against companies that work only online. Because the convenience factor is so easy with your phone to take care of what your needs are than actually physically go to a small small town. Then you
0: regulate it and you jack up the price, you and you impose a tax on so now um, you're telling com- online fees. So you're
1: telling companies what to do and how what to charge? Where, you have the
0: FTC to do that. Aren't you already upset? Fair about, trade commission. Weren't
1: you upset about people charging for like the same price for cabbage or whatever? Too much money for cabbage?
0: No, you have if you have Amazon selling cabbage, and they're the only ones that, you know, who are selling cabbage because everyone else is out of business because Amazon's so big, Amazon can say, okay, now cabbage, five bucks ahead, ten bucks ahead.
1: Well, they're not the only one in business. Online? Who else? Online? I mean, I have like six options for grocery stores in Conrad. No,
0: no, 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 not grocery stores. You're, you're saying the Amazon can buy them out. Amazon owns Whole Foods. All right. So let's—, let's Let's say I want to
1: buy some deodorant. I have how many options do I have to buy deodorant in Conroe? I would say about seven.
0: I'd say seven hundred.
1: Well, I mean, like I have, I can go to seven different stores. You can and go buy to seven hundred different stores. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's the issue here? Why are you upset with Amazon?
0: Because if they keep on going the way they're going, they're and especially with an enforced lockdown there. or the enforced mindset of if you go outside you die, well, so companies order adapt everything it. online.
1: Companies adapted,
0: but no. Amazon is no different than previous companies that have been broken up because of monopolies. And that's nah. how you get fair
1: trade. I think they're broken up because their CEOs and stuff were buttholes to certain leaders. And that's what happens. Because I think, like, if Microsoft probably wouldn't, wouldn't have gotten in trouble if they, if they didn't find out those emails of them actually talking about nefarious things. Like, if they just kind of did business, oh, our business is better, you know, and he was just very positive in the emails, they probably wouldn't have gotten in trouble. But when they found those emails from Bill Gates being cutthroat... You're like, yeah, this guy needs to go down because he's evil, or you know, whatever. Now he's now he's Mr. Savior,
0: right? Now understand that I'm violently opposed to any single pair, anything, healthcare, groceries, books. You know, bookstores are going away because they can't compete with Amazon. They're dying. Used bookstores are dying. They're they're going out pretty soon. Amazon will will control the book. Amazon's been here for decades selling books, and that's how it started. And then, oh, then music. Hey, groceries, now, you know, Amazon products and so forth and so on. But there were you always had the alternative to hit Borders, Walden books, Books a Million, Barnes and Noble. They're all going well, what away. Happened,
1: what happened? let me ask you this. What do you think the percentage of e readers
0: are? In what context? Well, like I feel like e-reading,
1: I feel like e reading is the new way to introduce books to people. Like if I have Oh, a, I'm not opposed to e reading. wouldn't that destroy bookstores? No. Why wouldn't it? If like 80% of people read their books on ebooks, why would they go to a bookstore?
0: Does Amazon Prime sell you used books? I can buy
1: used books on mm-hmm. Amazon. Does
0: Amazon Prime sell you used books? It forces you to buy new books or Kindle books only. I can you got to go to books on not on Amazon through a third party where you're charged extra.
1: Well, no, I get free. I, it depends on the seller. It's not Prime.
0: I'm talking about the Amazon Prime books that they sell you, the Amazon Unlimited, First Read, whatever these are, new books only at full price. I feel like you're
1: just angry.
0: No, no. It's to have a single pair, anything
1: is bad. I would focus on a different thing with all your what energy. What if we stuff.
0: had a national energy company, just one gas station? Oh, that would be great. <laughs> Chernobyl would happen. Well, yeah, no. You'd be paying 10 bucks a gallon in a matter of weeks. And they say, <laughs> oh, well. And until the government came in and said, you have a monopoly, you must be well, broken up. All right, let's,
1: just, let's start a transition into politics okay. in 2020 because you're already angry. Let's get your energy <laughs> focus on better things because there's, there's better things you can change than worry about Amazon. Amazon, Bezos, my, my prediction with Amazon is Bezos himself is going to do something bad. And then people are like, well, we hate him, so we have to hate Amazon, and then we're going to take it down. The government's going to be like, oh, we don't like what you're doing. They're going to make up some rule... That they're breaking. So
0: you're hoping that the survival of local businesses depends on somebody being no, I think, bad enough?
1: No, I think the survival of local businesses depend on the person whose business it is and do the best they can to get people to... There are some successful but businesses here in Conroe.
0: It's like you can't sue a multi-million dollar corporation by yourself. You can't afford the lawyer well, to the, go up against the, them. The real, they're too powerful. This is what
1: you do. It's all about numbers, right? Go to a bank... And say, hey, I want to open up a bookstore. See if you can get a loan.
0: Of course, you can't. So, Especially right now, they're, they're, they've made sure that that everyone's credit's getting trashed.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, that's the way I look at it. It's like if the, that's just the change of the times, man. You're 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 yelling. At this the isn't sky replacing
0: again. the Telegraph or the Pony Express with modern mail, where that's progress. When there's a technology it's or a way of the
1: past, man. It's just a way of the past. But
0: there's a segue period where it. those who have been trained to be you know, Pony Express writers or telegraphers to give them on the job training to have the same company hire say this and telegraph department's dead, but here's telephone and we're gonna train you and segue into it. Those days are dead. And that's what's wrong. That's not progress. Progress is is allowing people to go with it. We've become a society now where it's just the dead weight's cut. Absolutely on its own.
1: Sorry, things are changing on you Sean. You young
0: whippersnappers I'm sorry. But uh, in politics,
1: nothing really happened. I would say it's just, <laughs> just a lot of yelling. I think uh, one thing that for sure I would say the public saw in the politics in 2020 is kind of like it's all kind of a facade.
0: Like I gotta he, say, he it was almost got, inevitable. What's happened, and like, even today with the Georgia runoff, it was inevitable.
1: Well, no, I'm saying like a facade, meaning there's the, there's the, they like the gridlock. It's like it's it's a the mainstream media was kind of exposed in their BS and then also the pol- politicians were exposed in their BS. and But nothing's really going to change about it. And I don't think people, especially with like the Black Lives Matter and things like that, it's it, it to me, it's taught me it's so hard to make actual change in the world unless you do something catastrophic. Because like COVID, COVID catastrophically changed everyone's life one way or another. Mm-hmm. And like, you had, like I couldn't stop like, because some people they individually go through things in their life, like their mother died or they're dead or something like that. That happens to everybody every year, but COVID really hit everybody in one big swoop and changed everyone's life. And you're like, well, I don't really like the way this is working. Like, I don't like this COVID shutdown, or I like this COVID shutdown. Like, we need, you know, what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't really know going forward. I re, what I really hope going forward is all of the animosity or challenging that was put on Donald Trump for four years is put on every single politician every year because that's like you put their feet to the fire but I don't really know if that's going to happen I have doubts that's going to happen because you got to challenge these folks sometimes depending on what they're trying to do and I'm all in support of protests and all that kind of stuff and that was like that was probably one of the biggest showings of how BS politics work is oh if you're supporting BLM protests you're allowed to go out in the streets but at the same time, you're telling everybody you can't be with your dying father in the hospital because of COVID. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, where's the empathy here? And like, it, to me, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And I hope going forward we're as challenging to our, our leaders as we were on Donald Trump because—
0: Oh, no. The sycophancy are, is already begun. I think it'd be great. Here's what I learned from 2020 politics, and I'm kind of stepping back so I can speak as objectively as possible. Um, people wanted to change for, I do, for decades. I did kind
1: of want to see Joe Biden fight somebody. Because I think if he got just as like enough push Trump got, I think he'd be like. No, I
0: say him and Jack Palance should do a push
1: up Yeah, let's like, we'll do a push up. I mean, come on. It's, it's, I think that would be, I don't see
0: why people think that's a bad thing when he challenged people. I'd be like, yeah, let him do it. Like, let's see what happens. So the previous president, the Obama administration had some radical items on the agenda. Uh, socializing, pretty much socializing health care and turning the IRS, which was not designed to have anything to do with healthcare, be the, 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 deter- distrib- the, the determiner yeah, of it. Yeah. That was radical in any in anyone's playbook. I'm not saying is it's horrible Democrats. What I'm saying is that was a very radical plan. For decades, people have been saying, we need a businessman to run the country. You know, we need a non-politician. Enter Trump. People like, okay, breath of fresh air, P.T. Barnum, but he, he's you know what we're, we've been asking for—not a career politician, someone to to fight the status quo—and Trump set, came in and said, "I'm going to drain the swamp." Now that did not mean drain the swamp of Democrats. I'm mean, going to drain the swamp of of entrenched. He, did, he didn't do anything. He built a wall, kind of, kind of built a wall. And but he, what I'm saying, the and on both sides, just be careful what you wish for. You're going to you're yeah. going to get it. So with Trump. Of course, he's, you know, he bloviates, he, he's an articulate, he he has zero experience, so you can come in saying I want to know, you know, I, I want to push the button, I want to do this, and you got to have some kind of training behind it, you can't just be fresh-faced, I can't suddenly become a, a chef today, I can't go into a restaurant and say, I'm, I'm, the head chef of this thing, because I can't cook like that. Yeah, you there can. has to be—you have to have some yeah, background on you it. You would just serve PB and J's, but never consistent and warm water. Now, what happened eventually after the pressure of breath air with the Trump administration came in, a lot of members of the GOP realized when he said the swamp, he meant members of the GOP too. That just—if you're entrenched, you're you're the enemy, and which yeah, is but why.
1: Who did Trump, he out? Like, tell me who he outed.
0: Many people who quit under him because he he was like. You're not pursuing this agenda. You're pursuing your previously entrenched agenda. So I'm not surprised that the GOP is split right now with half, or I don't even know the percentages, but percentage still never Trump or became never Trump and percentage going, oh, my gosh, we got to put it behind him or else. Because what I've heard right now, even like um, uh, James Carville saying we can't rest until the GOP is obliterated and erased off the face of the earth. I don't see members of the GOP saying we got to destroy all Democrats. Because, again, the GOP doesn't—Republicans don't believe in a one-party system, a one-payer system. We don't believe in the Affordable Care Act, or aka Obamacare, because you can't progress with a single-payer system. Just look at Cuba. It doesn't work. And so the Republicans don't want the Democrats to disappear. But I'm hearing just nonstop how, you know, with uh, looking like today, the Democrats now own the Senate, too. They own all three aspects of the government, the White House, the House. Yeah, and and I, pr- and I predict nothing happens. No. I predict nothing No, happens. these are kids with these are kids with cookie jars or, China, or bulls in China shops. I predict,
1: well, I mean, I predict nothing happens.
0: Um, I, I hope you're right. I'd like to see what happens with the midterms. But again, much like with Trump, oh, for good charged. or ill, uh, we got what we wanted. Now, with what's going on now, it's like, be careful what you wish for. You might get it. My concern is that there will be court packing. Um, There will be a concerted effort. We're, tra- we're
1: where, talking about 2020, not going in as like, well. But no,
0: we that's, where it was, that's where it was laid down. And as regards to the actual election, all I have to say is, how can I phrase this? Okay, if something looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it most likely is a duck, but it's not a given, or where there's smoke, there's fire. You know what I'm saying? It's not always the case. But if you look into a room with a bunch of smoking ducks, you don't say, you don't say, hey, have I been, hello? No, you're good. okay. You're getting really loud. Oh, is that what I was Oh, I'm sorry. You're angry. It's, you don't say there's no such thing as a smoking duck and, and look over here instead. You pursue it. I'm concerned and because it, it happened again last night 99 percent of the georgia votes were counted and then they stopped for the night and when they started back up hey look we found more votes did that normally do that no that's never happened until november and they did it again last night it's because when you get a glass of, when you get a cookie you want a glass of milk if you can get away with this you take it to the next step there are oh, questions yeah. Conspiracy to be, theories, yes there are Here questions to be answered. You don't deny that it happened. That's what I'm trying yeah, to say. Well, I
1: mean, it is kind of strange. It's not always where the smoke is. The fire. Norm. If
0: that's not the norm, no. that's strange. It's but incredibly I don't strange. I don't,
1: you know what? Tell me what to do, man. I don't know. As long as you don't take certain, but things I can away say that me. it was
0: orchestrated by those who are deeply entrenched, which is you know a lot of the the Democrat Party as well as a significant number of the GOP Party. I'm I'm ticked at both because they would rather protect themselves and their status quo at the extent of. Yeah, you know, my party may be gone in four years, but I've been friendly enough. To, well, I'm good. Yeah. And and that's where the uh, you know you had Nazis and Nazi sympathizers, and and that's uh, that's the difference between the two. There's actually Nazi
1: sympathizers. I figured it would be Nazis. Yeah, it's called the
0: French. <laughs> will not they just be Nazis? No. No. No, those who you know, you who, didn't,
1: are, who are okay with them.
0: Yeah, or like you know, you strike a deal. The reason why France wasn't obliterated is because they said, "Listen, we'll let you come right on through. Just don't, just don't throw us in the well, in the camps. They, they care
1: about their art, right?
0: Exactly. Their art was more important than than six million Jews or the the well, massification the of Europe they and the didn't world. Know that at the time. That's yeah, unfair. they did.
1: That's unfair. You weren't alive during that time. We don't even know if it, if World War II even happened. So. <laughs> not fun.
0: Is, did I hear something that there's a, something going around that there are Helen Keller deniers? Well, I hope so. I still can't.
1: You know my I really goodness. can't get over? I can't get over this amen, man A-woman yeah. thing. Like, I didn't know that They're was... They're a moron. I know. I really... I thought that was, like, a joke. I thought nope. someone put it on Instagram as, like, some meme or something, and I was like, wait a second. This is real? This is awesome. Um, and those are our leaders, by the way. That's mm-hmm. my favorite part about it. Because uh, so, it makes you wonder, like, it takes a special somebody to run for office and it's like you get all spectrums of those people. It's, it's, it's bizarre to me. And maybe we need to, uh, you know, I, I would guess, I don't really know what the answer is to get, make you happy, Sean. I don't know what to make you happy. I mean,
0: winning the lottery would go a long way.
1: Oh, that would make you forget 6 million people. Yeah. Okay. I see how it is. Give and take. I get it. Um, but uh, but I I think in politics though I hope there are some change especially with the younger generations learning about you know being involved and with your community and going forward because either a it's really good it looks good on your Instagram page that you're doing cleaning up trash or whatever or b you get behind something you believe and you try to make the best of it because mm-hmm. you know there are some groups that I'd be concerned about but then it's like everyone's trying to control a narrative and then there's also there's also another side of it where you're you're making real change, like who's actually changing things right for the better, and I think there's certain people out there who are making a better making a better world, but I think also those people are getting gobbled up by corporations, and they're going, hey, this guy. If only they
0: had a fair chance.
1: Well, I think it's like it makes me think who's there's going gonna, back to the Amazon. Well, thing. I always think about the movie The Saint, and you know, like the Cold Fusion. Aspect of it, and I was like, you know, what's funny is God help me. I love that movie. Well, I know, but like, it made me think, like, <laughs> what would happen if one person really did discover some type of of something that could change the world? Mm-hmm. And it makes me think what the governments of the world would do about it, and the corporations, because I feel like there is there is some of that, but not maybe like espionage, straight up. Assassins. If you have
0: a government entity or a government party whose platform is we got to be involved in every aspect of your life. Healthcare, school, like well, business. Give me an idea. Okay, Elon Musk, right? Then they will. I think the reason
1: Elon Musk's it. ideas are are what are perceived as more successful than the past with like energy cars or whatever is I think it's because of him being so out there. Like he's talking out and there and using his own money to do it. Well, if that he were, too. if that he were too. at the
0: mercy of government only, government directive, and government money. It's we wouldn't have a polio vaccine. We'd have the world's best iron lung. Well, I mean, it, it makes. Well, I think there's also some. I mean, I think he
1: he makes it work, but I think he himself is the person who projects it forward every day. He's the one. Like, if he died, hey Krista, good to see you on. Like, there. if he passed away, I think it would be like that technology that they're discovering won't be as productive because somehow the he, driving force yeah, behind yeah, like, he it. Just yeah, goes, he sense. just goes on Twitter and just says, "Hey man, this guy's a pedo." Pit- pit- and then, like, somehow that he makes better cars. I don't really know how it works. I don't, guys. So, but it, somehow it's working one way or another because there's – because uh, I think it was Ford or whatever just announced, like, by, like, 2025 or 2035, one of those, like, the majority of the cars they make are going to be electric. Awesome. And I'm like, that's a, that's a bold statement because people are going to hold you to that. But now you – I know. love that. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying, like, I don't think that would have been there unless – an Elon Musk or something
0: again, someone to jack up the status quo, which yeah. is why you need comp, you need competition that actually has a chance of succeeding. Yeah, well, I don't know if I mean I would. If we were at the mercy of the would, government I'm and NASA, be, we'd never lie. It's only because of Elon Musk that Sean, we're even you, looking at. Those if you stars. had a
1: Tesla, I would seriously judge you.
0: Why? I, I would love a Tesla.
1: I well, I judge you because it's kind of like I want a car like that just because it goes fast. Then I don't want to deal with the the hokey stuff with it. I don't want to deal with plugging it in. I don't want to deal with that.
0: I was about to say, my, my primary issue with the Tesla is if I run out of gas, but it takes also, hours. But to I'm also tank a person,
1: up. if I didn't have Holly, I would drive around on a motorcycle that fits me and I'd be cool. Yeah. Because
0: can, can we get a couple of motorcycles and create like Harley Davidson and the Marlboro man? Well, that's what I told Holly. Like, if we
1: ever moved, we're moving to a big town just for a little bit so I can just get a little, like, you know, a, a motorcycle, but not like. A dirt bike or something, but something that is mobile and it's kind of like the urban. I motorbike. get you a Vespa. No, see, I don't want a Vespa. I don't. I, I'd rather have something that can get me going just in case. they're Like you know, I need to get going somewhere. But in case uh,
0: the aliens come, you got to be able to weave between the traffic. Yeah, like Elijah would in. um Deep dirt bike. I
1: don't. I mean, I guess I could do a dirt bike. Yeah, dirt bikes are way too girly. No, I'm trying to think of the word. Like, I need storage. I need stuff I can.
0: Yeah, put. I've always wondered about that. It's like, wait, where does the helmet? Yeah, like I need storage or, on it,
1: so because if I'm going to the grocery store,
0: pick up my food,
1: right? Yeah, or I'm having drones deliver anything. Like, yeah, but I—I I mean, tel- Teslas are a special breed of people because you're spending an abs- absurd amount of money for something that's limited.
0: But for those who buy the initial absurd amount of money ones, that enables it to be mass produced and brought yeah. down. The VHSs, ev- everything, CD players, yeah, everything techno- technological like that—you gotta rely on the ultra-rich to buy the first ones yeah,
1: to work it out and, and get it down. And that's, well, that's why cool.
0: you can't tax them out of existence because you Cause need I would say
1: it, I, if I could yeah. afford a Tesla where I live in Conroe, I could make it work.
0: If I, I didn't do such heavy driving, I'd, I'd love a Tesla. Are you kidding me? My neighbor has a Tesla. Yeah, I don't see why I, I wouldn't want one. But... If everyone has Teslas, it doesn't mean that there's suddenly zero pollution because you know you need power plants to plug your car into.
1: We also need those children to mine the mines to get the little metals that make the batteries. That's and all right. That stuff. I see. I don't see a problem with ch- <laughs> child labor. I don't see why people. It's it's the people who take advantage of the children, it causes the problem. Okay. Like the kids want to work. You know, like make lemonade. Let them make lemonade. Oh, if,
0: yeah! If it's a lemonade stand, what's sure. The, what's the difference between a working? coal mine? Not so much. Well, I mean, somewhere in between coal mines and lemonade stands, there's. We a, can there's fig- a we can figure
1: it out, guys. We we're, we just got to <laughs> think of the children. Think um, of the children. But you know, g- going with technology, politics, and stuff with 2020, uh, 2020, it it's funny because the world stopped for a, a year and everyone's kind of mentality changed. One thing that worries me is the fuel of the internet and social media already had a base of anger. And then I think the fire just went up with 2020 because of the COVID stuff, and it really creates a platform for negativity. I think social media is overall very negative. Yes. And it's kind of like, well, because I was listening to a show... And they were talking about Wonder Woman, which I enjoy. I enjoy listening to people talk about how bad movies are. But they made a good point where the main character, the villain in it, was he inherently a bad person or or inherently a good person but just turned bad? Mm -hmm. And, like, what proves that people, like, you could could take Sean – and put him in the 1500s, would he still be, would he be a good person, or a bad person, or is it the, And envi- be burned at the stage? <laughs> well is it the environment, around them, that yeah. makes them the good, or bad, and, yeah nature versus nurture, yeah, and like social media, it's like, it somehow, takes the worst, out of us, and gives you, a platform to express, the worst of you, and like, it's really strange to me, because I, I feel like, a lot of people who go on social media, and chat, with people like you do, like I know you love doing that, and and. But I'm like, you would never say that. Most of the time, you wouldn't say those kind of things to their face. I would. Well, you would, cause that's, that's why it's that, that's why. That's why burning. my email address that's, is my name. That's my why your Twitter handle's my name. You're burning at the stake, and you're gonna get some creepy guy to follow you, and you're gonna get murdered. <laughs> and, uh, but no, I think that that's the sad thing I saw about 2020 was just the hate, especially for politics, and especially for like the, the, what do you call it, the rhetoric of people it's just like man y'all need that's to like, the
0: one thing and i hate to say i'm hoping for this but you know how in the past i've kind of joked around saying this is you, what's killing us are this you hoping
1: week. for another we are the world i think you're hoping for that goodness
0: no i'm a big proponent of be careful what you wish for and i'm not wishing ill or is this uh, a wonder woman thing no 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 this is just ki- kind of in general
1: because that was the whole ending of World War mode. It's like you don't need to wish for things. You need to just trust in yourself. Some, I forgot what it was. It was probably one of the worst monologues I've ever heard.
0: You've heard me in the past say, what's going to, you know, this is what's killing us this week or this is no longer yeah. killing us from last week. Soon enough, what will no longer be killing us? It's when I say Trump, it's not, I'm not speaking, not like a Trump fan. It's just he will, like Richard Nixon said, soon you won't have Dick, uh, Nixon to kick around anymore when he was leaving the office. Well, with Trump out and Democratic-controlled everything, no one would be able to blame the Republicans or Trump for anything anymore, and that will be interesting to see what happens with the media, with entertainment in general, with politics, where it's like, we can no longer put all of our woes on the world. Yeah. Black Lives Matter, uh, universal this, healthcare, we can't put it on... Because you can't say, you know, the whole four years later, well, I'm just, you know, I was given a bad economy or or whatnot, like Obama did after Bush saying, well, you know, we were in a recession, so we were slow coming out of it. Um, Without COVID, the economy was was booming. So, and the trends were already coming back. So, I am looking forward to that, not wishing ill, but just looking forward to, if you can't blame the person you've been blaming for all your woes anymore, that's where you start looking inwards. Here's the thing about you talking about your social media. I think the best thing that could ever happen for social media is also the worst thing because it would be a complete destruction of all, thing, all sense of privacy. If everyone, much like a social security number, everyone was given a phone number and an email address, and that was your identity email address in your name, Richard... P. Schisler, ID nah. at at email.com, Sean K Keith Thompson at email, whatever. And that way, anytime you posted something, it was you. You couldn't hide behind anonymity. I think that would civilize the internet. However, that would also be the total destruction of privacy, which like we don't go announcing our social security numbers for the same reason. So it wouldn't work. And it's la la land stuff, but I'm telling you, well, I think also, that gets rid of the hatred on the
1: internet. I think folks who are listening, like you, control what you do on social media, and you also control what social media does for you. So, like, like what I do is I see people that talk about stuff. I kind of just say I don't really like get out of here. Like I don't want to have this negativity in my life.
0: This is and, something that was interesting for me yesterday. There was uh, a who'd you get in a fight with? No, Tell me about it. No, no one. I was uh, scrolling through Twitter, and I think the Washington Post had an article. Where they said that um, uh, uh, George Floyd was unarmed. No, you're
1: talking about someone else. I know. You're no, not about George
0: him. Floyd. Um, ah, the the other guy. Ah, Jack. Yeah, no. I'm sorry. I'm drawing. But where they said in the headline he was unarmed, and he wasn't by his own testimony. He had a knife in his hands and was swapping. And so I tried to report it on Twitter, going, "This fake is news. incorrect. Not even fake news. Just incorrect. It's." And on Twitter to report something, it's only if a if a uh, civil rights group is being misrepresented or if you personally feel you're... There is nothing to say this newspaper headline has inaccurate information. There's nothing able for you to report on. And that surprised me. I would like that to be an option. Just say it has nudity. <laughs> well, no, I don't want to make false claims to to get something. I want to correct the record.
1: Well, then, you know, you say nudity and they're like, hey, we saw that you made a false... Like, oh, I couldn't find an option...
0: We're well, not going to email me back on that and give me the options. But don't do, use Twitter, dude. But it, it's just funny. Go on Twitter sometime. Try to report. Heck, try to report something that I posted and just see what options you're given. And it's funny how specific it is on certain issues. Um, oh, it
1: changes on like different. Posts. No, no,
0: no. But it's very specific. You only have like half a dozen options, and none of them are that this newspaper article is, is misleading or has wrong information on on it. You don't have that option. Well, one thing I wonder
1: is, you know, after uh, Trump goes away or like stops being president, I wonder if he's always going to have. I think it'd be hilarious if Twitter just leaves on the information and in the election is still. It has been. it Was a dispute disputed? Whatever it yeah, says, uh, and they do it on every single tweet of his. I think that would be great. And I think that. Uh, well, that's
0: why he posted from his account and not um, the the official White House president. Potus account.
1: Yeah, well, it's weird to me that they had to put that on there to remind people. Like they didn't is, have to. They, this has been disputed. I'm like, well we, they didn't have like, to. We know that he's trying to. Like we know what he's. T- I, I. It's yeah. kind of funny to me. And because uh, at what point? I mean, you think about it, you're high up in these social media companies. You have to have a little fun. You know, there's some nefarious stuff going on. Yes. Like people are reading your messages. Get over it. Oh yeah. So, especially if you're famous.
0: What was our um. Our, our, so we've done... Quality of life. Quality of life, that's it. Well, you seem... Y-
1: your blood pressure needs to be checked out, that's for <laughs> sure. Uh, my quality of life has been great because I've been married for two years, and I love it. And I, that's definitely... 2020 was definitely a fun year with my wife. She's a nurse. She's, you know... I mean, I, I guess she's... was was a She's line. a
0: frontline worker, and she's she has, made she, it through thus far. She I'm made so a, happy. She
1: made a joke. Not a joke. But she's like... Hey, you know, one thing I really enjoyed about 2020 was people started noticing that, you know, that people aren't heroes. It's just, let's just make this place a better place. Because mm-hmm. at first, when, when COVID hit, they were like, these nurses and stuff were heroes. And then she says she knows it kind of transferred from being heroes to, like, encouragement and kind of like, you're, we're trying to make the best of this. And positivity was kind of in the hospital, even though COVID was happening. Right. It wasn't like, oh, you're my hero. And it, it turned into just like, we really respect what you're doing. What can we do to help? To
0: be recognized and respected. That's awesome. So, yeah, I told her to start taking money.
1: I was like, just bring... Take tips? Yeah, I was like, just get a case and just carry it around. If you think I don't tip my proctologist, now, you're on drugs. I mean, just, you got to tell her to take advantage of the situation. You leave 20 on
0: the, on the nightstand beforehand. The, no,
1: you get the will lawyer there and just be like, <laughs> how much land do you have? Oh, I'll take an acre.
0: Yeah, just deed me an acre here.
1: You know that happens, and then they go to court all the time for that. She oh, She's yeah. telling me when she uh, she worked at the hospice, Houston Hospice, and she said, yeah, it was always really hard on certain day on certain days of the week because uh, people would always bring their lawyers in, and she's like, and I always thought that was so pathetic because literally they're on their hospice bed, and like a, a son or a cousin is like demanding the lawyer to be there to change the will or something like Mm -hmm. that. She's like, it's just, just let these people die. Mm -hmm. And then she also told me most people die at night. Really? Yeah. And she also said that, uh, she believes is a lot of times where people are in hospice. If you give them a full sponge bath, full clean, like clean everything, they're ready to go because they feel clean.
0: That makes a lot of sense. You've also brought the mood of this show crashing down. Well,
1: I mean, it made me think about it because she goes, sometimes she's like, especially with, she said females, and I guess this is the generational thing. She said certain females, she could tell they felt uncomfortable. And so she would do certain things to make them feel more comfortable, meaning like clean them and Mm -hmm. do all that stuff. And she said, yeah, and within, you know, after I did that, you can tell. You can tell, like, especially when there's only certain behaviors people in hospice kind of give out. It's either like a struggle or it's peace kind of thing, and she said she knows people are struggling, get in peace mode, and then boom, they're ready to go. Okay, so take control of your own fate. Twenty twenty one,
0: there is no fate. Take but take, what a, we take for a bath. Ourselves. Yeah,
1: take control of. It. That's what I just said. Uh, I t- was quoting the Terminator. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, take a bath. That's yes, that's please. Important. Please daily. Um, what else? I mean, that's about it, man. Like, I, I, I do I look forward to twenty twenty one? Well, of course, I'm alive, and. <laughs> <laughs> So, I think outside of that, like,
0: I'm looking Any forward— Any year you begin vertical is a good year. Well, I mean, I, the thing
1: that really upsets me about the COVID thing, besides the horrible tragedies that are happening with people's families, is it's kind of like, if, it, if you're not living it, like, I don't have anyone in my life that's had COVID. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't fully understand it.
0: So it's, but isn't that with any malady or disease, yeah. you know? Before but COVID's
1: everywhere, though, like you got to wear a mask, you got and people are. But tell,
0: cancer's everywhere too, but we don't appreciate it till it hits someone, either yeah. a celebrity or a family member. It's kind of weird. Lupus is that because I really
1: know? like. I wonder. There's no going back to normalcy in a sense, but it's like.
0: Well, it, you can take what you've learned and add it to the new normal. Well, as you know, as a kid in Japan, the wearing masks, if you were sick, well, that was the thing. I mean, they had, you, well, you're you, a leper. Right. But right, I mean, don't be you by that you'd guy. go to work, you would put on a mask and, or you'd wear these white gloves. So when I was a kid in Japan, it took me about a day to get used to it. And that was their normal. So it became part yes. of my new normal. So the whole wearing a mask or not, you know, that's always been my normal. And so I know a lot of people are kind of catching up to that. I wonder how long Joe Biden's going to wear a mask. He said he wouldn't wear one at his inauguration. Well, he's a killer. That's right. Super spreader event.
1: (laughs) I love that word. Uh, But yeah, 2021, I think everything, I'm looking forward to a lot of stuff. Politics, not really. I I mean, I feel like that kind of goes in the circles a lot, so I'm not really going to be part of that dance. But I do, I am looking forward to Dune, the movie, Mm -hmm. if it ever comes out. I do like that. Uh, other stuff like that, I'm looking forward to advancing the radio station. Yeah, Building it up, doing more projects, getting more shows on the air, uh, getting more listeners participating, and we're having a lot more fun with the nonprofit stuff. And I think that's really going to change the, the atmosphere at the radio station. And I'm looking forward to being with you and going to stupid places.
0: I'm and looking forward to Dick and Skippy... Yeah. Do stuff. I'm telling you, we need to do Dick and Skippy get COVID tested.
1: I mean, I'll do it. You can shut. You can shove a camera down my nose. They've already done that to me. No, I, this
0: is a mouth swab place. I want to do the nose thing. You go right ahead. You go on. With I your told bad you about. Self.
1: I told you that story before, yeah. right? Where I had that cut up here by my brain. Uh-huh. I don't know how I got there, but uh, heavy the, cocaine. The, the rhinoplasty probably. guy like invited all the interns in. He's like, "Watch this," and like shoves this camera up my nose. Okay, yeah. And I was like, and I remember. I was like, "Can I see it?" So they. So the whole room, there was about 15 people in it. They shifted me so I could see the camera going up my <laughs> nose. And they're all around me. I was like, this is great. This is cool. And like, see, I'm all about that. I'm all about <laughs> learning about how my body works. And I'm always, you know, I'm always discovering. So be curious. Yeah,
0: the voyage of self-discovery of your body. What is
1: the Walt Whitman quote? Like, don't judge, be curious. Is that it? Sure. If it's not, it should be. You know what I'm talking about? Like, don't yeah. judge people, but be curious about people. Yeah, and it, there's there. That's my saying for 2021.
0: There you go. My saying for 2021. I think that's what, it's somebody. And it's gonna be not my, me. My saying for 2021 plus my new presidential slogan, campaign slogan, is gonna be be better. Strive to be better every day. Just wasn't that Joe? Wasn't that Joe Biden's be better? I don't. Well, it could what, was be, it? what was this What was his thing? I don't know. I, I also say freedom, but um, no. My my thought is there are aspects of 2021 I'm looking forward to but on the whole it's not so much looking forward to as eagerly anticipating what happens next. I get joy out of the unknown. I'm so old and so many things have happened to me that I'm rarely surprised by stuff. Yeah. And so when it happens, that's why I've been on this 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 holy quest for a video game or movie, just to scare the snot out of me. I want to be, you know, I just want to be like. So a you're going to be, a,
1: you're going to be a murderer, because you're not, you're not happy with the life you're living, but you want the next high.
0: That could be it.
1: I feel like that's a murder. The next step is
0: coming. 2021, the Skippy in the morning show. <laughs> He's going to be a psychopath. Still looking for Dick. He's out there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but ignore the shallow grave. <clears throat> so politically uh, garbage. Technolo- garbage. technologically entertainment with sports and films and theater i'm eagerly anticipating to see what is going to be on the far end of it yeah i don't see
1: i don't see anything like the nfl isn't going to close i think what's going to be interesting is long term you know how do we because covid i think a covid thing is kind of like this is my conspiracy theory Cause Covid's kind of the beginning of uh, world events that how we handle and how we do stuff like that, and it's going to be interesting to see how the industries, the big industries, adapt. And the fact that COVID happened and the Wall Street didn't fail and somehow it made money, mm-hmm. like that to me is like all right we're giving people ideas now and now we know what works, what doesn't work and what companies are going to, you know, try to adapt and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, I got fear for your life this year, Sean. I really do. I mean, the gauntlet was just thrown down. Apparently you're going to murder me. Now,
0: (laughs) now I need to, uh, it'd be like, uh, Kato and and Inspector Clouseau. Every time you walk in the studio, Skippy. Let me ask you something. So that's the pink Panther, right? Yes. So what is the green Hornet? It don't, Okay. Didn't they do the same thing? Yeah. The the Cato of the Pink Panther was Cato and the Green Hornet. Well, no, it was he was uh, a nod and a wink to Green Hornets Cato. Okay. Thank the, you. The Asian I, or I, back in the day Oriental.
1: Lie, I know about the Green Hornet. I don't know a lot about Pink Panther, but I do yeah. know now Pink-
0: Bruce Lee played Cato in the Green Hornet. Yeah. And uh, but no, so that and Burt Wong played him in the Pink Panther movies. Yeah, but it was a different character. But it was just, inspired. It's my dad. Pink, liked Panther, the Pink K- Panther movies. Yeah, the Pink Panther Cato was a nod and a wink to the Green Hornets. And Kato. that
1: was only like because I couldn't understand what the movie was trying to do when I was little. I was like, is it trying to be a comedy?
0: Or The or is Pink it Panther. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I mean, like, is, but a lot of humor went over is, your head. Yeah.
1: And I was like, why does this guy keep trying to fight him? Like, I it's so random, and I don't. understand. But
0: later on, you realize that Clouseau told him, "You must keep me on my toes yeah. every day. Try to kill me, no matter when, no matter where." Yeah, yeah I like
1: it. I like it. Uh, except the Steve Martin version. And- Correct.
0: Oh, yes. No, only Peter Sellers. They, they should have stopped with... When when they brought in Ted Wass as his son, that was... No. And There's they did one, one it where it was just unused footage. No, there there were three decent... Shot in the Dark, Pink Panther, Pink Panther Returns, and uh, the one after that. After that, just done. Done. That's done. All right, well... Uh-
1: Anything else I need to know about? I want
0: to thank, uh, thank those of you who've been listening in and uh, dropping notes, Nick and Krista and stuff. Uh, please keep the conversation going. Uh, Friday, we got special guests coming in. We got Mr. Uh, uh, the suture Guy. Uh, we well,
1: probably pull it up.
0: Yeah. Well, I should probably post it. It's about a surprise. It. Yeah. Uh, but we do have a show on Friday with a special guest. Yeah. And we'll fill you in We're on gonna, what local wanna, news I events I and what's happening him, over the weekend.
1: I want to ask him to cut me and then suture me live on the air. i would be like, just
0: do it. Oh, or better. I'll ask him to let me cut you and suture you.
1: And then what we'll do is we'll do a bonus round, or what they called, like, double jeopardy round, where he's cut the artery. <laughs> and you're like, oh, no. You, got you it. have six
0: <laughs> seconds to <laughs> clamp That's off this be artery great. before you well, bleed out.
1: Yeah, and then uh, we'll be back Friday. We're also trying to get uh, some local politicians in next week who got elected. I guess not politicians, they're, they're elected people. Uh, no, There's so politicians, working on but that. elected like officials. Like Judge Santini, I just talked to him on the on the messaging and trying to get him in as soon as he can. I know he's 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 new to the bench. Mm-hmm. He's so he's trying on the robe. He's probably trying to figure out. Ironing the pleats. You know, like, is it worth coming on the show? They're talking about He's murdering. testing gavels. I want to. We're going to talk about our, the murder you're going to perform. Um, alleged murder. Yeah, alleged. Oh, sorry. Here we go. Uh, we're going to get them in, so we're excited about that. We're going to continue our talker review. I think we're going to take everything starting uh, in Jan- in February. is when we're going to start doing more video work uh, because there's, you know, that's just when we decided to do it. That's right. And thank you so much for listening to today's Dick and Skippy. Mm-hmm. And we hope to see you on Friday we'll be live hopefully at nine o'clock Sean and <laughs> uh, and you can call me out when it's my fault because there's occasionally
0: the only times I'm early or the times that you're late yeah well you're my ying and I'm you're in you're my yang which one's better it depends on your mindset all
1: right which one's the angry one
0: uh, that's oh God. I'm second guessing myself now. Quick, isn't that a Japanese thing or is that Chinese? Like Chinese. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: so uh, yeah, you're forgiven for not knowing that.
0: Korean uh, also, I think. I don't know. Oh, but, the storm clouds are coming. Look outside. Yeah, watch
1: out for rain from like this afternoon, from, like starting at one o'clock here, in Montgomery County. It's ten forty-nine here on the sixth of January. Dig and Skippy, Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. We will see you guys later. Peace.